0: Welcome to Oh Brother, a podcast of three brothers trying to figure it all out, with your hosts, Brandon, Colin, and Aaron. On this week's show, Tom Naughty Atterkop. Hello! Hello! Ahoy! Ahoy! How are the internets these days?
1: Well, I don't know. It was having trouble connecting. It was doing very weird things. So, fingers crossed. Okay.
0: uh yeah well uh hopefully hopefully it's uh, not as hot but it is definitely more humid yeah it actually rained uh which was
1: surprising right that's new that's a new feature it's a thing
0: that yeah i didn't know we still had that that uh that module installed yeah
1: weather raining who knew not me
0: <laughs> i i will say it was one of those uh i went to use our windshield wipers and i was like what what where does that switch go like, nah. <laughs> like what is this and i hadn't used them in so long you know they got that they got kind of old like little 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 crusty little, little yeah little it's all dry. dried up kind of yeah yeah yep. so uh Fortunately, it rained hard enough that I got to use them for long enough that they kind of loosened back up and they were actually working. But those first that first minute was a little touch and go when I was it's like, these oh, are terrible. <laughs> they're like, Well, I don't
1: know how to work. I turned them on it was like like uh Indiana Jones, like like old gears like grinding. Like yes. Kind of
0: <laughs> 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 it was definitely uh yeah, it was definitely a good time. But yeah, it was good to see the rain, good to have a little bit of a little bit of that. But Yeah, now the humidity, the humidity is so bad and we live in a um an, an old home, uh a, a very old home, uh such that inside outside air is just a suggestion, right? It's like whatever wow. it's hard yeah. to to keep it. And so our our upstairs I was had like 67 70 percent humidity today i was like this is really gross So i actually went downstairs to our into our basement and pulled up our dehumidifier and brought it upstairs oh wow (laughs) and i have it running just to make it more comfortable right nobody wants to be in because even at 94 degree or sorry 74 degrees inside like it nobody wants to be in 70 percent humidity that's just no fun No, they don't. Ever.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, that's gross. I mean, it's ra- it rained. Yeah, it's rained twice in this last
2: week. I'm surprising. Down here, didn't we? Last Friday, it was like crazy storm
1: Marino. We were mm-hmm. down at Susan's mom's house. And we're just sitting there. We ate dinner. We're sitting there. And then, like, as soon as it started storming, blam, no power right oh no (laughs) yeah so uh her husband has like a generator so they we sat in the dark for a while we got the lights out and then he fired it up and we just kind of hung out for a while but i guess the gust front from that thing that came through was like so incredible that it just i guess it just snapped power lines i heard like six eight power poles just like blam gone (laughs) wow
0: that's intense (laughs) <laughs> yeah it was nuts. that was the same one time i did a i did a meet and greet with a client on saturday um it was after that storm had moved through and they um it was uh they were telling me about how they were going back and forth with the fence company because they had just had it installed like a week before and they did it wrong and all the main posts were like wobbly and then the, the, the storm <laughs> through and Blew it their all tree it. just fell on all of it. And oh, no. <laughs> and because it was under warranty for tree damage, but not like inappropriate installation, they got a brand new fence out of the whole thing. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and it was installed correctly this sec- this time for those listeners. But yeah, they were like, yeah, they weren't going to come out and fix it. And they said, you know, we did something to it and blah, 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 blah. And then tree. <laughs> yeah, you you the
2: owner put the posts in Wrong! How dare you? Oh no! <laughs> yeah, it was weird. They were like accusing them of,
0: of like messing with it or something. If I remember correctly, and I was like, who? Who does th- what? Why? that makes sense? <laughs> what, what a weird! <laughs> what kind of owners like watch waits for the crew to leave and then runs out and moves the posts back and forth really yeah. fast and makes them. I'm like, what? <laughs> what are people trying to do? Well, good deal for the homeowners that they got
1: their fence fixed. Anyway, it's yeah, terrible that the tree had to fall on it because that's annoying. But because that's a whole other mess you got to deal with to clean up and everything. But at least I got a new. At least I got a fence that's correct now.
0: Yes. Yeah. And the biggest, the biggest ordeal was the reason they were trying to rush this fence and get it done because they have a mini potbelly pig in their home who likes to roam, and <laughs> they they were a bit. They're a bit anxious about not having a fence to keep um, carrot contained. Corralled in the yes, thing, That's they funny. did. In fact, need a corral, and so they were like very much like, yeah, this is not good. Like we need this fence. It's not, and it's not even good. And then you know now they had, then they had no fence, <laughs> so they were a little stressed out about how they're going to keep pig uh, close at hand. <laughs>
2: I mean this is a valid concern. <laughs> yes. It it's is. It's a bit it's... weird when you say it out loud like that. But right. right. Like, oh no,
0: I'm worried about my pig you know. roaming. Yeah, <laughs> so right. Like, like, hmm, what? We mean pig roaming. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause they have they have two little little tiny chihuahuas who take like two steps into this grass and then turn and run right back inside. Uh meanwhile, uh Pig is like, grand adventure. Let's, let's go.
2: <laughs> let's put some miles on. And you're like, no, you're no. Great. Hold on. <laughs> not over like there. It. So I think Pig Roaming. It's a good album name for
1: somebody out there. So if you need a...
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's well, not about good. But, <laughs> no, it's great. Don't worry about it. Sorry. Exactly.
1: <laughs> it's not good. You're right. It's great. It's fantastic. I mean, so as I'm still... Uh, listening to like doom metal, you know, that's I think that'd be a good, like stoner, stoner rock, uh, name, pig roaming, pig roaming. Yeah, <laughs>
2: nah, I think it's good, <laughs> be a good one. Ugh. Well, uh, I will now, since fingers are still crossed, but I will now attempt to tell you about my week that I had
1: last week before my internet decided. To not cooperate with us,
0: <laughs> yeah, we had a little bit of a taste of the um, of the partial adventure. Uh, I think so. You were you you got to explore a, a a museum, right?
3: Yeah.
1: So we went to the Springfield History Museum. All right. So now I will give my summary of the Springfield History Museum. Sorry, I'm a week late. History Museum people,
2: uh, I must give a shout out to Meg. She was the lady that was working there nicest lady ever right she's amazing so good job Meg way to be shout out Meg right um but like I mentioned last week we were gonna go so we went up there with our friends right and we walked in to the building and they were like uh uh, what kind of ticket do you want which is not a question that makes sense right I was like right what what do you mean? What kind of ticket? I just want to get into the museum. <laughs> what does that mean? And then she proceeded to point to the, the
1: pricing list. So they have a price for like adults and seniors and children and groups and, and whatever. Right. Uh turns out teachers are free. And as all of us were teachers, We did not have to pay any money to get into the Springfield History Museum.
2: This is great. This is... I I thought it was fantastic. uh, Uh, Yeah.
1: Susan thought it was even better because before we left, she was like, you can buy lunch and I'll pay for the museum visit.
2: Oh. (laughs) Huzzah! So she got away with that one. Let me tell you. That um, was. Wow.
1: <laughs> but in talking well, to Meg. Well well played, Susan. Well, yeah, she. I think she knew. I think I she just sneaked that bad. one over on me. Uh, but, you know, in talking to Meg, she was like, yeah, you know, kind of weird because, like, we have
2: all this museum with all this cool stuff. But people that live in Springfield don't think they need to go to the. Springfield Museum right so, yeah you might know, go right. yeah I mean so there that's wrong that's a wrong thing to say Um, because <laughs> it's really cool man so like <clears throat> excuse me Uh, so we go inside the first floor is all like, like Native American stuff right so they have this big section of that's not real this this part's not like super big but it's like a <clears throat> section about, like, the Native Americans that lived in in around the
1: Springfield area, like, pre, you know, colonial contact and whatever. Sure. So, that's pretty cool. It's got, like, you know, like, the Kickapoo, right, and, like, the Osage and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, it's got a bunch of really cool displays there. Um, and then, as you go up the floors, you just kind of sort of
2: go forward in time. Right. Oh, that's cool. So it's really kinda neat. <clears throat> um you go up to the next floor and it's like very early Springfield, like early eighteen hundreds
1: stuff, like when it was founded. So it's got a bunch of stuff about like uh just like a bunch of random facts about Springfield in there. It's really neat they have a thing about they have this like street car thing. And you can go inside and you can like quote drive it like through time and you can like stop at
2: time periods and we'll like play a little video about that part of Springfield history what yeah it's cool so like you can sort of do that and go in there and and do all that stuff and talk about and it's
1: so you can get what you want out of that because like you could sit in that thing for
2: hundreds of hours probably or just like pick a couple spots and you know move on um but that's really cool. You can do a lot of stuff in there uh that is where you can learn about the great springfield cobra scare yeah oh oh wow that's <laughs> that oh, okay uh wow uh. <laughs>
0: Familiar with the Great Springfield uh, Cobra Scare of the 1950s? Yeah, just that we had one, and like very vaguely, yes. When you said that, my brain was like, "Well, I'll, wow, that was okay." What for those <laughs> who us who don't really remember what that was about? What happened with the Great Cobra Scare? Uh, well, now that I
1: have gone through here, I can't find my thing on my phone anymore. But like, yeah, like eleven Indian cobras were discovered just roaming about in people's
2: yards in like 1956 or something. Uh, 11 <laughs> of them. Um, most of them were killed by garden hosts, you know, as would
1: be the response. Uh, there are some interesting newspaper pictures of like a Springfield cop, like holding this Cobra and it's like five feet long.
2: <laughs> It's dead, Hmm. obviously. It's dead, right? (laughs) But yeah. (laughs) So the story is, there was this like, pet shop guy,
1: who was kind of like shady, and was probably selling animals that he was not supposed
2: to be having. Right? (gasps) And everybody blamed him for the Cobra release. Forever, right? And he, he denied it. Like, his whole life. Denied the whole thing. Well, in the 80s, a guy came forward uh, after being reassured by attorney that he could not be found at fault for anything. And
1: he claimed responsibility for letting the Cobras loose. Right. So, what happened? What, what happened was he bought a fish. He was like 14 or 11, 11 to 14, something in there. He bought a fish from this guy.
2: Right. Like just a normal goldfish. Uh and he took it home and it died and so the next day he went back to the store and the guy gave him all kinds of grief the guy was like super hateful to him was like whatever kid
1: sucks to suck right and so the kid was mad so as he was leaving he saw a box marked snakes and he just kicked it open
2: and then ran away turns out the snakes were cobra (laughs) My oh, gosh!
1: <laughs> so yes, the pet shop owner was in fact a possession of many things that he was not
0: supposed to have, but oh. he did not let the things go. That's crazy! I didn't know <laughs> about the eight
2: the, the that part <laughs> of <right>. yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, it's huh. hilarious. He didn't tell anybody until like the mid eighties. It was him. It happened like nineteen fifty six he was like well, no, sure, I mean, as a, a kid like you. I mean
0: you it'd be that's terrifying to think of yeah, that right? of like of course i i i I would hide in shame because of that like just or just like you did that thing, and then it was it's mm-hmm. like it's like as a kid, one of your worst nightmares of you causing like something's so big coming. It's it's like what a lot of the movies that we talk about, like the kids involved in something like way bigger, right? Than
2: you than themselves. Yeah. All of a sudden. Like it's like it's the it's a great example of that. Yeah, like in way over your head all of a sudden, and now you're like like there's what do you do, right? You're just like terrified.
1: <clears throat> so the, the thing I read said that at urging from a friend. So I think eventually he told probably like his friends or family, but like he finally went public with the admission in the 80s. Right. Mm. So anyway, uh, this floor also has like a big giant train that you can go sit in. Right. And play this like really sweet Oregon trail light game of like driving old vehicles from St. Louis to Springfield. Right. It's kind of fun. Mm. I sat in there for a little bit and do that. Uh, just kind of like early Springfield history. Like, just really random stuff, really cool stuff, like about how before the zoo was built, they like kept animals in certain city parks in Springfield. goats <laughs> <It was like laughs> just like hanging out in parks randomly. Hopefully no cobras, right? But,
2: you know, <clears throat> uh, anyway, you go up
1: the next floor and then you're in like Civil War era Springfield. Hmm. Right? So, like, the Battle of Springfield. It's got some, like, Wilson's creaky stuff. You know? It's got, like,
2: uh, some... It's got a bunch of, like, artifacts from the time. A bunch of really cool stuff. uh, Like that. Um, Oh, I forgot to mention that as you're going through this museum, at the front desk, you can get, like, little scavenger hunt pages. Right? So, that's fun.
1: They have, like, different levels of, like, scavenger hunt. Like, what as you're going through museum, one of them's like pictures, like, can you find this thing? Like an I spy thing. Oh, that's cool. And then there's two levels of like questions. So it's like, there's like a normal one. And then there's like a harder version Hmm. of like, what in like, what year did this happen? And then you have to find, Oh, in the exhibit. Right. But there's like two levels of questions. There's one that's like normal. And there's one that's like harder. We have to, like,
0: really pay attention. Yeah, you really gotta...
1: You gotta read the plaques.
0: You gotta... Okay.
1: (laughs) It it involves a very large amount of scavenging. Okay. I will tell
0: you that. So probably not for me.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, I did it. and But it's, like, real random stuff. Right? Like, real random. Like, it took me a long time to find one of them. So I was like, I have no idea what this is. And my friend was like, it's right
2: there. Like, oh, of course. Right in front of me. Where I wasn't looking. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like it's
1: hidden. Some of the stuff is hidden very well, and you have to like find it. <clears throat> like on Susan's paper, it was the thing about the Cobra scare. So that finding it in the trolley was uh, like we had to ask somebody, like, where is where is this at? I don't understand <clears throat> <clears throat> where it's hiding. Yeah. All right. Anyway, so Civil Civil War Area, Springfield, right? You go around the corner, and then there's
2: a whole like Wild Bill Hickok display thing. What? Right? Now, this is very important to
1: Springfield, Missouri history, ladies and gentlemen, because Wild Bill Hickok involved in one of the very first gunfights in the old Western history on the square in Springfield, Missouri.
2: Yeah.
1: Right? And the way that this exhibit looks, it is it is on the side of the building that looks out over the square. So you can like read about this, and then turn around and look out the window and see it.
2: And they Which have like little diagrams.
1: Cool, yeah, it's yeah. pretty sweet, right? They have little diagrams like by the window showing like where things were at the hmm. time.
0: <laughs> you know, <laughs> oh, I think really... they have the they have something like that for um the JFK uh, for the Kennedy down in Dallas. They do, yeah, yeah, they yeah, yes. Yeah. So anyway, that's really cool. Yeah.
1: But yeah, it's right there and there's a whole thing kind of about him and just sort of his life, which is really insane, right? And weird. Uh, and then they have like a like a shooting arcade game, you know, because why not? Where you can like shoot a target in kind a of thing, right? It's very cool.
0: <laughs> yeah, might as well here in the mood. Might as well, right?
1: Uh, <clears throat> and then the last part is like uh, Route 66 stuff, right? Which is like, you know, that basically kicked off in Springfield that whole thing. So there's a the last little section is all Route 66 related. There's a bunch of stuff in there. I did not know that naming Route 66 was such a fiasco, right? Oh. Lots
2: of yeah, <clears throat> lots of weird goings on. Like they like they were gonna call it like Route 60, but it but it like started in
1: Springfield and then went to los angeles but then the some senator from kentucky was like really upset because like his state didn't have any interstates in it and he really wanted one and it was it's not fair to kentucky and this isn't really even a transcontinental highway because it only goes halfway across the country and i'm gonna cry Uh, about it uh, so yeah um then there was a bunch of that and then the guy from springfield whose name i can't remember now but they basically were in a, meet, a bunch of meetings about naming the road and realized that 66 hadn't been used yet. And we're like, that sounds cool. Let's call it that. <laughs> Boom. That's sounds what it
2: rad. Is. <laughs> <laughs> what?
1: <laughs> yeah. Because they, they were like, oh, we could it could be 62. And they're like, no, that's lame. And like, I don't want to blah, blah, blah. Like, uh, it was a whole thing. So <clears throat> they decided that 66 was unused anywhere. And sounded neat. There, I think the little video I watched was like, the guy was like, yeah, it's got a good ring to it.
2: And then the rest, as they say, is history. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah. But it was really cool. We spent a
1: lot of time in there looking at all the stuff. There's really cool exhibits. Lots of like hands on things and lots of like little videos you can watch. Interactive stuff that are like, it just... There are like a bunch of screens everywhere, but they only play if you like walk up and touch them, you know, Hmm. so they're not just always like blaring at you and stuff. And then there's a couple big ones that are on the wall
2: that play on a loop, you know, here and there. But it's really neat. It's really a cool place. So uh, I enjoyed it. It was really fun. Lots of
1: neat stuff in there. Lots of interesting little facts about Springfield, right, which is cool. So, and it's like right on the square too. So it's really neat. It's like right there, right on the north
0: end of the square, right
1: by Boonville or whatever. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Helps set the, uh, the ambiance of that for sure.
1: Yeah. That's really cool. Right downtown, lots of stuff, really modern, really up to date. And uh, Meg
0: is amazing. So, okay. there you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Well cool. And so you, you went with a, a small group of friends or yeah, right, right? some
1: teacher friends, right? We just decided to go up there and check it out.
2: And yeah, spent a couple hours in the museum looking at stuff, hanging out, having a good time. So Yeah. Very fun. cool. That's great. Well, so uh, out of the um number of um um I don't
0: know, um, trolley cars, how many what how would you rank it? Mm. <clears throat>
1: Let's see. I would definitely give it a solid five out of five mule pulled called trolley cars. That's what I love it. it. Fun fact. Springfield's earliest trolley cars pulled
2: by mules. Boom. I figured there there was a tie in there. It was on the the display. (laughs) There you go. Cool. Yeah. They just have, there's a lot of really cool, like little random stuff that you like that I didn't
1: know. Like, I guess, um, uh, right after the Civil War, there was a huge monument to General Lyon, like right in the middle of the square. Right, General Lyon. For those of you who don't know, has the unfortunate distinction of being the first Union general to die in the Civil War.
2: Uh, yeah, Wilson's
1: Creek National Battlefield. <laughs> so he died in the Battle of
0: Wilson's Creek. I mean, Whoopsie Daisy! It's it's a rec. It's it's our recognition, right? It's yeah yeah uh, it,
1: and so they uh <clears throat> basically there's this big monument big marble column thing that they put right in the middle of the Springfield Square right <clears throat> later on when they were running trolley cars so they they ran trolleys down through there right so there was trolley line that went from Boonville down south there yeah. um, and they measured so that the trolley lines would not hit the monument they forgot
2: Think about the trolley itself being too wide. So they were like, as oh. it happens. Yeah. Happens,
1: the tracks you know. fit, but then once you put a trolley car on there, uh-huh. it wouldn't really work.
0: It's so like whenever measured for our refrigerator and I forgot about the depth with doors, right? Yeah. Now. It was like, yeah. ah, yeah. no, like the body fits <laughs> oh, but with not. doors. Yeah. Not so
1: much. Yes. <laughs> so they, they pulled it out and it's now in the the cemetery that's the big national cemetery, the, whatever the big national cemetery over on uh, like Glenstone or whatever. Oh, yeah. I think that's yeah. where it's at. <clears throat> and they, and it, in this display they had a piece of the original fence
2: that no was way. around the monument
1: yeah like whenever they moved it somebody bought it for their garden and it was like oh. in their house <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> Susan asked the lady about it and they don't really know exactly where it came from because it, they got it a long time ago so they didn't there was not no good clear record of provenance here but like uh-huh. somebody bought the fence And, like, had it in their house in Springfield. Like, in their garden fence. That was it. It It's this big wrought iron, 1860s wrought iron
0: fence. Right?
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) It's so crazy.
1: And and then they, uh, I guess the owners of the house knew where it came from. Because whenever they, I don't know, somebody bought it, blah, 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 changed hands. And then it just, somebody donated it to the museum. So they have it up in the Civil War thing. Like. There's like a, a whole wall about the monument, and then like
2: attached to the wall right in front is the fence. It's really cool, like, <laughs> huh? It's really neat. <laughs> There's like little random stuff like that. It's like, whoa, that's really cool. Well, yeah, I was just like little neat stuff. All yeah, over here, you know. Well, it, it's crazy
0: to think about how those, how many of those little. "Quote unquote," little piece. I mean, it's 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 a it's an inconsequential piece of history, right? Of yeah. oh, it's the fence, but it's the fence, right? And how yeah. many of those pieces are in attics or in people's gardens or in woodsheds or in basements yeah. or were it's used really, as part of a redecorating scheme of their? Like I think about that. Um, the numbers. If you go into in the town where we live, if you go and um, go into a lot of the antique shops, there they. I've never seen this before, and and I think it's just this place, but when people go in, they remodel an an old home, a historic home, or they go to tear it down, they pull all of the crown molding out, and like the staircase banisters out, and they'll resell that to these shops. And so you can go in and buy crown molding from a home that was built like in the 1850s and such, um, which... It's like how many of these other like historic homes <laughs> from the town have been pilfered and, and torn apart. And now we're just scattered now back throughout the, the community. Why would you take out the banister? That seems important to me. Uh, I feel like, that's... well, cause they're going to, you know, they come in, they go, Oh, I don't want this. Old banister. Um, We want a more modern one or whatever. Yeah. So they're going to put in something instead you of. You want refinished. the old one? Come on, you know you yeah. do. Oh, I, I want the old one. So uh, I mean, I'm the person that's coming into these shops, going, "Oh, look at this crown molding. Oh, look at this. Oh, what could you do? so I mean, I'm part of the problem. But that's beside the point.
2: <laughs> nah, it's fine. It's not <laughs> a problem at all. It's Damn. all good. <laughs> But yeah, it's just like there's, you know,
1: whenever you at any museum, right, you kind of have that like you're looking at this like random thing and you're like, huh, I wonder how that ended up here, right? Mm. Like, (laughs) yeah, where what was the journey of this random thing to get here, right? Whether it's the Civil War, like little doctor bag thing or like, oh, the drummer boy's drum thing, right? Like, all kinds of, like, crazy stuff. Or even just, like, you know, the the Route 66 thing. Like, they have some of the old, like, the little drive-in speakers.
2: You know, like, where where did that, you know, what is this? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Also, I learned that we were sitting there reading the Route 66 timeline thing, it's this huge
1: wall that goes through the middle of the room that they have all the stuff and we were reading about this thing, and it was talking about, like, people that became famous that performed in Springfield, right? People like Frank Sinatra and Elvis Presley performed at the Shrine Mosque. And I was like, whoa,
0: hold what? on. What? <laughs> Back that up with just what
2: quick, quick moment. <laughs> like, what do you mean? I, huh. like... <laughs> well, I didn't know that. Huh. <laughs> yeah. And I guess there's a so like there was this kid I can't again I don't remember his name but there was a
1: kid who lived in Springfield and like he really wanted to go see Elvis. Uh, He was like he he'd been teaching himself how to play guitar and had a bunch of guitar lessons right and like he didn't think Elvis played the guitar particularly well right because Elvis kind of like just like smacked it you know and he was like that's not cool. Kids like twelve and he really wanted to go see Elvis. Uh, but his mom and dad wouldn't buy him a ticket. So they went to the lake and he sneaked out on his bicycle. <laughs> what? Went to the shrine mosque, got in somehow, managed to get backstage and talk with Elvis and like showed him some stuff on the guitar. And Elvis is quoted as being like, what in the?
3: All right, <laughs> that's good.
1: Yeah. And uh, <laughs> fast forward a few years. Elvis hires this kid to be in his band and he played (laughs) in the band for like
0: ever. (laughs) Whoa. Okay. That's crazy. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Wow.
1: Yeah. So there's like all kinds of like really crazy stuff like that that you're like, I didn't have any idea about this. Right. I didn't know about like the Ozarks Jubilee. And that it was, like, actually a huge thing. Like, the new hotness, whatever TV was on. Like, there was this hmm. whole thing. Like, you know, when they had those, like, crazy TV variety shows. Yeah. Like country and Western music and all kinds of Oh, yeah. Place. Like, the Ozarks Jubilee was, like, where it's at, right? Like, I didn't...
0: <laughs> yeah, and, and didn't growing notice. up and, and hearing that and kind of seeing you know, kind of how it's transformed into Branson and, and some the, of so the shows they put on there. You're just like, ah, oh, okay. Yeah. Whatever. It's a thing. But yeah. But like, I didn't really realize the impact and like how big a deal
1: it was. Huh. so you're like reading this thing and like watching this little video. Like, Oh, Oh, okay.
2: <laughs> this is. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was pretty neat. There was a lot of really cool stuff in there. If you're what in was in area listeners be yeah, uh, <laughs> the springfield museum
0: yeah i mean you what was i, I mean it sounds like there's a lot of i mean a lot of both known and little known facts i mean did you have one that was particularly surprising uh to you uh
1: i mean other than the springfield cobra scare
0: um, yeah, because that's I mean, pretty surprising uh,
2: Obviously, um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that's assumed. Okay, so set that's that to What's your sorry? What's know, your second
2: just... most surprising? <laughs> second most? Okay, there you go. Um, <laughs> like I don't know. You don't really think about like there's just a lot of like big, like
1: that turned out to be like kind of important things that happened in Springfield, right? Mm-hmm. And that's like a weird thing to think about because it doesn't really just seem like a particularly important place in the world, right but like there's a lot like especially around the Civil War and like about a bunch of weird stuff like that, there's like a lot of really crazy stuff that happened there. One of the surprising things that I actually did not know was that um, Missouri outlawed slavery uh, like two weeks before the federal government. I didn't know that.
2: Did did not know that either.
1: There you go. So they made it, they made it, uh, they banned slavery uh, two weeks before the constitutional amendment uh, or the federal government decided slavery was no good. Well, how about that? That was was surprising, right? That was surprising, especially given the current state of Missouri politics, right? They're kind of behind the times on everything else. So it's good to know that we were on the front foot on that one. Um, (laughs) Ah, (laughs) Uh, and just like a bunch of people like that you've heard the names before like John Campbell right
2: yeah like you know you know he's got a whole street named after him and stuff but like
1: you really think about it too much like he was really a big deal like his wife did a whole lot of work on a lot of like humanitarian projects stuff like that Um, I forgot that Pythian Castle used to be a hospital
2: yeah, okay. Uh,
1: it was like a huge hospital during like the wartime, like World War Two time. Like it was like a really big, important mm-hmm. medical hospital thing <coughs> because it was so close to the old airport that's down there, downtown over there. Over yeah. There. There was that division or whatever?
2: Yes. Down uh, down. And
1: they could, that was just big enough to land like certain military planes. So they would actually, it was like a big time the army hospital. Oh, that's right? crazy. Yeah. And so, like, it was like the O'Reilly, the hospital. <laughs> like,
2: hmm. oh, okay. <laughs> I forgot about that part of the, that, right? Like, oh, okay. So that was another really cool thing. Where it's like, oh, and like, there was a,
1: the, one of the floors had like a me- exhibit that's like not all the time there. It was like a, it's about like, wartime uniforms and camouflage stuff and they had just like a bunch of local things in there. Some of them you look at like uniforms from other countries and you go that's
2: not camouflage." I don't know who you're fooling here.
1: But <laughs> Wait a minute. They had a, right. they had a bunch of stuff like that and so there was this guy in Springfield and like he couldn't and this is World War II time like he he was ineligible to serve like he couldn't sign up i think a medical condition like he was he couldn't sign up and so he was like a business owner and so he decided that he was just going to send stuff to the soldiers like letters and like Hmm. care packages and like all kinds of stuff like that and so he like his company had like this big dedicated campaign of like writing to the soldiers and like so they had a bunch of the letters that he either sent or like they sent back to him right kind of in this cabinet this display thing it was that was really neat too just seeing how like you know little you know that was such a big important thing to some of those people right they just had that
2: It was very touching
1: just that whole thing right there so that was really cool too yeah
2: (laughs) Yeah, again those
0: those pieces of, of of history that didn't have to be saved, right? But somebody did, and they yeah. they
2: found they found a place now. Yeah, that was really cool. So yeah, yeah, it was fun. It was a fun time. Cool, that's
0: nice. Well, good. I'm glad I I again have not uh, ever been, so it is on my list, uh, especially to take the kids. So that's gonna be yeah, fun. Yeah, I think there's some parts that they would really think is cool,
1: right? Like they can definitely do the like I Spy thing. Right. Oh, they love it's like a picture and you had to like check but like check the box that you found in
0: the thing. And there's like there's some cool stuff. I'm back. I'm back. All right. Uh see this is a this is a good lesson. Um pay attention, people. Uh when you tell somebody three quarters cup, you do need to follow up or or, or be be okay with people having concerns when you show up and Cup is is relative um because because <laughs> oh. Oh, what they really mean is three quarters of the of the, the 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 item in the food container fill that three quarters way. It's not a measuring cup. It's not even a drinking cup. It's like a like a big big old scoop thingamabob. Um, <laughs> and so I had a staff member that was a bit confused because they're like. This is not a cup, and I was like, describe it to me. <laughs> they were like, well, it's more like a big, like, I guess I'd call it a scoop thing. I was like, ah, they just want three quarters of that filled. <laughs> they were like, three, oh, three, okay, three quarters okay. of the included vessel. Yes, exactly. Is really what it should have said, <clears throat> but this is okay. This is why, um, <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Yes, yeah, yeah. this is why we ask these questions. <laughs> True. Yes.
2: So yeah, we had somebody say um, they were filling out our paperwork and they were like, um, I, uh, I think you would be busier
0: if you didn't have people fill out so much information. Cause there's a lot of documents here that you're having me sign. I feel like you would um, be, it'd be better if you didn't have that. And I was like, well, let me tell you why we do. <laughs> because um, things go poorly, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, we that's need, a
2: really we a need weird stance on that. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh yeah. I was like, look, uh, yeah. I'm gonna. I need to know,
0: uh where your pets are or are not allowed. I do need to know where your water shut off valve is and where your electrical box is. Like, I, I need to know these things. I know you don't think so. I know you think it's ridiculous, but <laughs> like, uh, trust me. Like, we're gonna have to. We, we yeah. need this information. So on the, on the off chance that it's very important.
1: Where is it though? Like- yeah,
0: ex- exactly. Just hey, just humor me, and I understand some of our questions it's like they're redundant and we have to ask them for each pet. It's like, so if you have five pets and um, you have to say, are they allowed on the couch? But see, here's the thing in our experience, we have people who train their pets differently. Some pets are allowed on couches. Some are not like some, a a lot of people allow cats on couches, but not dogs. Some people allow certain dogs on couches, but not other dogs. And then we ask the vet information for each animal. And you think, What well, Colin, why would you do that? Well, because we have clients who have like six animals and they take them to four different vets like, just because like that's just <laughs> how they run their life. So we need to know where do we take this animal versus this animal versus this animal like and and, and people who have one pet with this. Uh, so we do our best to try and keep it as streamlined as possible but we do also have to be flexible enough to cover these weird edge cases that come up from time to time so yeah Yeah,
1: i could see i could see like if you had a dog and a cat right like maybe there's like a cat specialist that that you want to go to right like that person is like a cat like expert and they have like you know whatever and like the uh, you know Maybe the dog just needs to go to at somebody, you know, I don't, depending on like their medical conditions or whatever. Who knows?
0: Right. right. Or here's actually the most common thing. <laughs> Husband. Uh, sorry. Two people dating. Uh, oh, that's true. Guy, right? guy yeah. has cat. <laughs> lady has dog. They get married. Uh, now they want us to care for their pets, and they have their. They just don't bother bringing them to the different vets. Like they don't bring yeah, them. Over. they just they keep them at the established. Exactly, because they're established. Right? This is that is by far that the most sense, common thing that we see. Actually, people dating and people get newly married, and now they need care for their pets. And right. it's this is just where they've been established. And I get it. It's it's annoying. Or like you have three cats. I'm going to ask you: Are do they get anxious? Right and if which one gets anxious and then what does that look like so that we can know if we walk in and we say oh the orange one's acting really freaked out let me look at my notes oh that's normal okay I'm cool
1: yeah because like cat anxious you have two varieties right you'll never see this cat ever or it's attacking you right that's the (laughs) that's that's, that's, That's kind of important information to to
0: have About a cat, right? Like, (laughs) exactly, exactly. But here's the thing: I don't blame people because they don't. It's their cat, right? They what? What do you mean? When this is just how they are? I'm like, yes. This, but this is why I'm asking you this question. This because because I don't know. I'm gonna see nine
1: cats today.
0: I am. am. Or I know. (laughs) your cat's going to be seen by five different people. Okay. Also also true. So help, help me help you. Um, So instead of this person sitting down and filling out the form by themselves, I just called them and I said, hi, I have a few questions for you. (laughs) And yes, they just so happen to be the exact same ones that are on my film. But here we go. Tell me about their anxiety. (laughs) You'll never know. Everything's You'll, it's okay. No. <laughs> oh my gosh. But <laughs> So we survived the, it's finally, finally to the point where like the 4th of July, this is crazy. Like we're mid July, late July right now. 4th of July travel has finally died down. Um, it's so weird to me. We're <laughs> <laughs> we're somewhat, we're just kind of back to normal. And then all of a sudden, I don't, it's, we are two service areas. We have one with 21,000 people in it. We have another with 190,000 people or whatever. I don't know the populations. It's not relevant. One's it's big. Like literally it's almost 10 times the yeah, size. The other one. The other one. <laughs> and man, that 21,000 population town. It, I don't know. <laughs> it's insane. Like we, we are booked to the max all on ran on the most random of weekends and in the middle of weeks. It just it's like, oh yeah, seven of our clients just need want to travel this weekend. Have fun. And you're like, oh my gosh, like how like, where is, are you going? Why exactly? Like where are you going? Well and then we found out that sometimes we have several we have several clients who all travel together and they're like oh let's um, go to let's go to you know Banff or let's go to Colorado or let's go to such and such um for for the weekend or for our getaway or they've all been here's the other thing like a lot of them have they grew up in the town and they're all best friends and so they take vacations together or they'll go celebrate uh, yeah. you know 60th birthday parties together or that kind of stuff so that's it. <laughs> but they're all in each other's and they're all in their kids weddings and that you know so they run in the same groups um but then there are times where i'm like look i know you two don't know each other but like why are all seven of you traveling to this weekend? like i i'm i'm very confused but okay <laughs> so it's it continues to just i I don't know it's a weird market it's a weird market uh so there you go you aspiring uh, pet sitters out there if you're in if you're like oh i'm in a small town i'm in a rural area l- trust me you, you get connected <laughs> with the fright people well seriously like tomorrow so we talk to a lot of people who run solo businesses and they don't, you know, they, they will say the maximum, the maximum number of visits I will do is 14 visits a day or 16. If I'm really pushing it, like that's where yeah. people find their sweet spots
2: mm-hmm.
0: tomorrow is. Um, <clears throat> so today and tomorrow, one of my staff members
2: in that town, uh, she had, she had 12 just. just, just I'm like crazy. What? And and
0: and there were more visits than that because there were six visits in the evening that she doesn't do. She just works mornings and afternoons, and she had. (laughs) It was like, where did that come from? Good gravy. (laughs) So anyway, all that to say, it's been it's been it's been crazy. Um, but it's been it's been good. Hiring is finally. We're we're still. We learned our lesson, so we've got a new hire in. Um he's doing fantastic. Uh he's a younger guy and just he just just what he wants to do. He just wants to do this. He likes being active. He likes the fast-paced nature of it. Um which I'm like great because I've had people who don't like that. So <laughs> welcome. Um and uh he's he's doing really he's doing a really good job. Uh and uh, so that's but I what happened was is it, it, so from start to finish, this took us like almost three and a half months to fill this position. Three and a half months to fill it. Um, yeah. And it was the time of the year, right? Where yeah. It was kind of like yeah. it was It was just after summer had started. So everyone pretty much had their quote unquote summer jobs. No one was looking. Um, it's also a weird thing to try and fill only morning positions. Um, and there aren't a lot of morning people out there, uh, basically, is what I'm finding. Uh, so um, uh, so trying to find those people who are like yeah I'd like getting up at 5am to start work at 6 so I I can just work until noon and then be done for the day like that's what I want to do with my life Um, those people are rare Uh, and so that just took a while to get that and what we had done unfortunately is we were kind of felt like we were in a good place with hiring and everything so we had kind of shut off the hiring valves to our different places. Um, so we, we didn't have a good influx of people. And once you, once you post a job posting, it takes a while for that to kind of matriculate through all the systems and surface to other people and work through the algorithms Yeah, as it becomes engaged with. So we had just turned that tap off and then it took a while for it to get ramped up before we even started getting applicants. And then, so with the time of year, with us not having staying on top of it, really bit us. So, I still don't know really how to manage that well. Of, I have no positions to fill, but I have like we have three different job postings out there. Um, I don't know. How, I don't know really how to manage that, but that's what everyone says to do. Just like you no, know, keep them open. Never take them down. Never say you're not hiring. Always be hiring. And I'm like, okay, I understand. I get it. Yeah, because I didn't do that the last
2: time. And uh, tired. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and then um, and then
0: randomly uh, through. The, so this whole thing of it was crazy because randomly on Instagram, Megan got a message, and it was a guy, and he was like, "Hey, we really like all of your posts." what you post in these Facebook groups. Um, we'd love to have you on TV to talk to you about your business. And we were like, sorry, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> what? Like <laughs> Literally sliding into our DMs to say hi. <laughs> <in Boom>. our... <laughs> and we looked into it and we're like, yeah, this is the co-host of this basically dayt- local daytime talk show. and on a network and we're like oh okay so we responded and we were we had been pitched this once before um by some guy and what he was he what he was asking was for us to pay for the privilege to be on a show and was like hey we like what you do would you be interested and we were like yeah and he was like okay here's our price sheet and um, I'm no longer interested. Yeah, and Thank we were you. like, JK, actually. Actually, you know what? Turns out I didn't I don't want to do that. Um, and we were so we were like, has uh, so what's the cost? And he was like, Oh no, this is free. Like, we just we just want to talk to you about your business. And we were like, oh, Okay. So he's like, What's a good email? We emailed, and then he was just like, Yeah, show up at this day, this time. Here's the gate code. See you soon. And then <laughs> and that was pretty much it. <laughs> we were like, there was no Real prep work, or like what to expect or how it functioned, or anything like that, so we just showed up at the t v and sat awkwardly in the green room with a musician from Branson uh waiting to for him to go on his segment, <laughs> and then we nice. yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> and so just went on air and chatted and for four minutes and thirty or thirteen seconds or whatever it was and. Uh it was kind of cool the kids got to be in the the studio with us. So uh they got to s- sit against the wall so they were kind of looking at the backs of the camera operators oh, that were then cool. in front of us. Yeah, it was it was pretty cool. They they said they really liked it. Um <laughs> Noah uh took a stuffed animal in and uh that stuffed animal did not make it back out. And oh. so oh, I wow. uh <laughs> come to find out One of the camera operators was cleaning up the set and found the stuffed animal. And reportedly, as the co-host, who I spoke to today about this, said, call the parents. The kid left a stuffed animal. (laughs) (laughs) Good looking out, man good looking out they job. did seriously and he, the coach ran over took a picture messaged us on instagram and was like oh my gosh like found this is this your kids and we were like yes we'll come by and get it and he was like no worries and we're, you know it's kind of like "Oh, i'm sorry that you now have the stuffed animal and like i feel kind of bad that's on your desk and whatever and he was like no no it's fine and i, show, I showed up today and he said, oh, come by after four. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll be there. Because that's whenever his, the segment is. So I show up a little okay. bit before. And um, <clears throat> the guy, uh, the front desk clerk was looking at me. And I was like,
2: uh, hi.
0: Because, uh, you know, she was looking at her um pamphlet, like her clipboard, basically. And it's because she was looking at that. And I know the face of like, I wasn't expecting any people to come by. Oh, like, yeah. Like there's nobody else on the list. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. why are you standing in front of me? Good sir. And I said, hi, uh, my name is Colin. My wife and I were here for a segment uh, that filmed on earlier in the week. And my kid left a stuffed animal and um, he left it here. And when I said that, her eyes got big and she was like, you're missing a stuffed animal. And I was like, uh, yeah. And she's like, do you know where it was? And I was like, Uh oh well i think it's in the back and she like grabbed her keys and ran around from the desk Uh, and was like we're gonna
2: find this animal
0: (laughs) and i didn't even say like the co-host has it and like i she was like she was getting ready to take me back on set to to, like scour for the stuffed (laughs) animal like, no, I just need to talk to so and so. Let me have it. That's what I said. I was like, I was like, oh no, no, no. I think the host, you know, has it. And she was like, oh, okay. He's around this corner. I I know where he is. <laughs> like jogging through the labyrinth of malls to get there. <laughs> it's like calling his name and was like, Oh, my I got a guy here for his stuff <laughs> I got the stuffed animal guy. Like, like, like everyone took this. Very seriously. <laughs> yeah, I'm, it sounds like it. That's crazy. I am very thankful for, for everybody at the station who who really uh weren't inconvenienced. I mean it wasn't inconvenience, but like they they knew that like, no, this is serious. Like kid has lost a stuffed animal, like, oh my gosh. And <laughs> so it was just it, it was nice. I felt good about it. <laughs> well, got TV station people way to be on <laughs> So, yes, it was all resolved and we are all all together and well today. Was
1: the only question I have is, uh, was Noah as upset as the desk lady? Oh, (laughs) he was. Because he's he's, like so chill about almost everything.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He he actually was. He was actually pretty sad uh, and upset by this. Um, So, yes, it was. Okay, good. Uh, it
2: matched. It matched. All right. Good. I'm glad. That's good. That's important. <laughs> yes. so yeah, that's that's about all. I mean, yeah, that's what we that was our that was, that's been our chaotic week so far. It sounds very chaotic. But so. I am I am. We are planning.
0: We are planning a train trip to, oh. Kansas, to Kansas City. Time is upon us. We're planning this. We will drive. We will. We will go from our city because I have never been in a city that has a train station. This is weird to people all over the globe and most parts. All of of our European listeners are laughing at you right now. Yes, I've never. (laughs) And it's it's three minutes from my house, so it's it's like (laughs) walking distance. I can't not go to this. Like don't even have to drive. And so. I, we have to, um, and so we're gonna go. We're gonna go um, into Kansas City, and uh, we're gonna go to Legoland uh, because that is in the Discovery area, which is nice. r- right across the street from uh, the the train station, uh, which is where also our hotel will be. So it'll just be wonderful. <laughs> we don't have to yeah. drive anywhere once we get there. We're just gonna explore like Union Station surrounding area, and oh,
2: yeah. nice. I'm very excited. That place is awesome.
0: Very excited about this. Um spend a couple days over there and then take the train back home. So
2: Union
1: Union Station has right, that's the big giant building,
3: right? Yes.
2: Okay.
1: I was making sure I was thinking of the same place. In the one of the rooms is just like a model train
2: thing. And it's just like a, a it's like a donation right to get in he's like whatever and it's like this
1: huge room of like a bazillion model trains everywhere. Hmm. at least it was there a couple of years ago when we were there okay so because i remember thinking at the time susan and i were like oh yeah no one needs to be in this room right now so that was <laughs> <laughs> check out and see if it's still there because it was okay. like a really huge big just like like with like dioramas and like all kinds of crazy stuff back there with, like <laughs> you know how they like set it up and it's got yeah. like, all the stuff and it's got like all it's got like several different g- sizes g- gauges i don't know how scale model train scales, scales. There scale. we go, scale, scales
0: maybe boom
1: uh in certain displays, so it's got like all kinds of different stuff back there, so it was mm. really cool. I remember it being really neat over
0: there, and so yeah and and i you know I um we're going over for several days and we're not geographically. We're hardly going traveling. Like once we arrive, like we're not going very far, but I'm already worried about being able to fit like all these things in. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because like, there's a lot to do.
1: (laughs) Well, the children have the stamina to do them or they would be like, Yeah, we're done walking for a little bit while here. We're gonna just yeah.
0: (laughs) I mean, it definitely definitely is a a a worry, Um, and not and and trying to make sure we don't overload uh, our our schedule will really be a a tough thing because it will also be very easy to do. And with going to places like museums or these activity places, it's like how how long does it really take? Right to go through and that's hard to judge and i personally don't like getting halfway through the place than being like okay and now we're running and running right yeah that's (laughs) happened to us before right that's what
1: (laughs) like that's what happened to us when we were at union station because we went up to see that traveling holocaust display thing right? right yeah and we were like just over halfway done and they were like we are closing in 45 minutes we're like Oh, no <laughs> that's
2: not really going to work for us um so <laughs> that's that's bad news um yeah this is what i don't want to have happen but you know it's like how do you, you
0: can't really stop it in a lot of instances so anyway yeah
1: yeah, That's hard. Museums are hard, specifically if you want to look look at like that, because it's like really difficult to try to like really get a lot out of it. If you're going kind of fast, right? That's what happened to us in uh, when we were in DC with the Museum
2: of Natural History, right? Because mm-hmm. we had like just a couple hours, and that's not enough time. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So we were really like picking and choosing and like let's
1: go over here and I, I'm just like I and I was like I have to go look at the rocks and Susan was like bye uh, I, was <laughs> I can't I can't be in the Museum of Natural History and not go to the geology wing mm-hmm. as a geology teacher that seems illegal so I went <laughs> at, yes yeah She looked at some of the other stuff and there was one where we were like, okay, we don't really care about this. So we're going to walk through this exhibit to get to this other one that we want to (laughs) see.
2: So we were just like walking by like, yep. Okay. Got it. Anyway, here's what we wanted to see. (laughs) Difficult choices were made. So, yes, I understand your pain. Mm -hmm. So we uh, yeah, so that that
0: we are very very excited about that coming up um and uh they'll be here pretty soon <laughs> because then we get we get kind of kind of crazy again, so you know that's yeah yeah that's just, yeah and and while it's kind of weird, but like while Megan and I aren't out doing pet visits normally, like when I'm not covering for food yeah, like yeah. normally like while well, we're not doing that, so you're like, oh like what's the day hold? You know, it's like, well, we do, it's, it's very chaotic. Most days, all kinds (laughs) of
1: crazy managerial things. I can
0: imagine. Phone calls at all hours of the day. Yeah. (laughs) Like, you know, um, so that's, uh, that's just something where it's like, it's hard to truly take a step away and, and relax. Um, Oh yeah, for sure. Right.
2: Like that's, so that's what we're hoping to be able to, um, to do you coming <laughs> up yes yeah yes, but um, anyway, yeah, that's what that's what's going on. Very nice Well, shall we? you know, uh <laughs> yes we <laughs> shall we shall, because uh,
0: last we left our intrepid adventures, um.
2: We were standing outside of a dark, dingy forest. We were indeed. Right. We were indeed. Uh, these chapters, once again, sort of odd. Right. Um, but now, for the first time, we are without Gandalf.
1: Uh-huh. Dun, dun, dun. Which, you know, a wizard would be a handy
2: thing to have in a villainously enchanted forest. But... Gandalf is off doing other things uh, that you'll
1: have to read about in appendices <laughs> to find out. <laughs> yes. To find out exactly what he was doing. Tolkien knew later. And he wrote it down later. <laughs> right. So, so, so Gandalf back-filled. is off doing other things, right? And now,
2: if uh, we get some. Some Some problems, right, we kind of start to go downhill in a hurry now, I promise you a bit of lore explanation yes
1: right? uh so now, I don't know if this was in Gandalf's mind or not Gandalf's in tolkien's mind
2: mm, one in the at same at the time sometimes.
1: right <laughs> uh, true, it is one and the same right uh at the time,
2: right, but uh. Gandalf right like his whole mission the whole reason that he is in Middle Earth is to fight against the great evil right that's his task he was appointed by the gods
1: to do this mm-hmm. right the Valar excuse me
2: uh, to do this right that's what he's there for so he And the other wizards are not normally supposed to oppose evil directly, right? They're not like on the front lines fighting evil, right? Uh, Gandalf does that in the Lord of the
1: Rings at the end, but there's a whole reason for that anyway. Um, (coughs) So he is like part of his whole task is to inspire others. Mm. Right? That's his thing, right? He kind of has this aura about him that is like inspiring and like hopeful, right? He instills that in people. Okay. Mm. Gandalf
2: also the wearer of a ring of power. Okay. So Gandalf wears one of the elven rings of power Mm. that were made without the influence of that pesky Sauron fellow, right? They were made just by Celebrimbor alone, the great smith of the elves, right? So they're
1: they're kind of outside the influence of the one ring, right? They don't really have as much sway, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, like that. And so his particular ring also, right, this is what helps him, his fiery stuff Gandalf is a fire wizard that's why he blows smoke rings all the time too cause like that's yeah. just kind of his like element thing right he does that all the time because he can control fire and stuff um, but the ring also gives him kind of amplifies his innate power right so like he is a beacon of hope to others which is why they do this really good job in the movies right when he's not there like it's dire, <laughs> yes, <laughs> right? Like yeah. He, when he's not around, it's like so bad. It's horrible, right? Like Helm's Deep, right? Like yeah. It's just it's so the despair is creeping in, and it's just blah. And then he shows up, boom! Like he brings with this like force with him. <clears throat> so there is mm-hmm. a bit of this lore reason why, like when Gandalf is not around, like things kind of go bad. And people get like real down because he is like boosting them along as they go. Right. So there's a little nerdy look
0: <laughs> into <laughs> what's going on here in the Tolkien legendarium behind the scenes.
2: Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I have one more of those later. But okay. Uh, <laughs> but well, now and, we see that. Yes. We don't have we, that quite yet, but they are alone.
0: Yes, and and everyone in in the party has the sense of of loss for not having Gandalf around. All right, and and I think um, probably for good reason, um, you know, for more for more than not. But but yes, there's a, a, a gloom about the party.
2: Yes, indeed. Oops, that is not the right chapter to look at. Okay, now I was like, that doesn't. Okay, Sorry. Chapter eight. If you open your book to the right page, it generally helps. Um, you know, right, yeah, I was on. I opened it to where my bookmark is, not to where, like, you know, so got it. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so yes, they
1: start, it starts off okay, though, right? We're, we're, we're kind of worried about this whole thing because it's, it's been built up, it's not great, right? Uh, they were sick for the side of the sun, like, it's very dark, it's very, cramped there is an interesting uh comparison here to the goblin tunnels which I thought was kind of interesting right like you would think forest bigger but but it's like so imposing that it reminds Bilbo and the the, the dwarves of, of the goblin tunnels about how oppressive it is in there
0: mm-hmm. right
1: so it's not a pleasant forest this is not a
0: happy fun forest like we had earlier right this is <laughs> no is not a good no, place. And, yeah, and it, and it gets worse as they go along, right? And this is where yet again the the power of of the his his written word and descriptive uh, nature just like I, I love it. Uh, he says <clears throat> uh, occasionally a slender beam of sun that had little luck. To slip in through some opening in the leaves far above, and still more luck in not being caught in the tangled boughs and matted twigs beneath, stabbed down thin and bright before them. But this was seldom, and it soon ceased. Together, yeah, and it's like,
1: oh, yeah, it's gosh, good, right? it's a pretty good description.
0: <laughs> 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 yes, it just and 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 having been in, like, having been in woods and and hiked through woods, like you can just. You know, sometimes you look out and you can see the beams of light coming through, and how it's like, Mm. oh, that you know, dimly lit. And anyway, it just was. Oh, yes, good stuff.
1: Yeah. Well, sometimes it's pretty, but this is it's this is heavily implied. No, not right. This is not. (laughs) This this is is not a good. Not good. Yes. Right. Like beams of sunlight dappling through the leaves. This is not that. Okay. This is not like oh, a pleasant
2: day. No. 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 Bad. Badness. (laughs) and it gets worse right Mm -hmm. because uh i mean it's not going well right it's going poorly but then they end up at a river right and they Ah. now they've been warned do not go in the river. <laughs> it is bad, right? This is not where we want to be. So,
1: they, they have to figure out how to cross it, and it just kind of doesn't work out well for them. right? It goes badly.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, because? <clears throat> yes, th- this, this is the river that Bayorn was warning them about, about yes. not drinking from, becoming drowsy, um, potentially having issues with. Uh, I saw how bad it was, Uh, bad enchantments, whatever. Uh, But Mm -hmm. you know, um,
1: so this is this is not where they want to go. So they they uh, they're up here at this enchanted river thing, right? I was looking at the map in the back of the book, try to get my bearings when we're talking about this. Ah, yes. Um, Because you know, originally they wanted to be further south, uh, where there's a much more straight shot across. But we had to go up further north, and they're following this little like elf path thing, right? And so they get to this river. And there's no bridge,
2: which is not good,
1: right? And they're like, okay, well, Mm -hmm. we can't get in the river. Um, So there is a boat, but it's, of course, on the other side. (laughs) Yes. Uh,
2: Because things just can't go well. You know, that's not allowed. Mm -hmm. Um, And so they, they try to, you know, like grappling hook it over. You know, okay,
1: got a grappling hooked over. They come up with this plan. We'll just leave the ropes in the boat and then, and then you can pull it back and then we'll pull you over. You know, it's like a fairy type situation. They, they make a homemade fairy, right? That's what they, that's what they do.
2: Uh,
1: and it's going okay until it isn't again, right? We have this continuing theme here. Like it seems to be fine and then it's not, right? It's kind of, Kind of this cycle that's just gonna replay over and over. Yeah, where everything exact seems okay.
2: Yeah, you're right. <laughs> like, oh well, it seems fine. Oh, it's not fine. Nope. Tis not. <laughs> uh because well, we have this problem of bomber, right? Mm-hmm. They're
1: kinda he's upset because they won't let him go first. They're like, dude, you're the fattest. You
2: can have to wait. And so that makes him mad. But then He falls in. Mm the river, Right? Just,
1: just, you know, because they got distracted by something else, right? They, they were, there was like a deer that like sprang out and a whole bunch of them like turned to try to like shoot at it, which like distracted everybody. Right? There was like this like flash and this distraction. And then like a bomber falls in Mm. Uh, and they got to get him out. And he is
2: just like (laughs) done right immediately <laughs> immediately he's he out <laughs> so he is like asleep which is also not good because now they have to move him
1: uh, mm-hmm. <clears throat> so they take it in turns of four I believe <laughs> and try to get him moving from place to place right Uh, and then that's going okay, right? Good getting him moved to the thing, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know, then they, uh, oh yeah, this is the part where they like, they try to get their bearings, right? they're like, somebody needs to go up this tree and see if they can see anything. I wonder who that could be.
2: (laughs) Yes. Yes. Yet again. Like, yeah. It's like, well, uh, hmm, hmm. Who'd have thunk? Yeah, so Bilbo goes up,
1: uh, and, you know, he's looking around, and he finally, he does make it all the way to the top of the tree, where he is very distracted, because there's, like,
2: butterflies, and he's like, ooh, look, look, sun, and a little breeze, and some butterflies, how lovely,
1: (laughs) Uh, and he kind of gets distracted by the butterflies, because, you know, he's been a dank for forever, this is exciting news, uh, but he kind of looks around and he really can't
2: see anything, right?
1: Uh, but it is implied by the narration that like
2: he could have if he looked it looked just a bit harder <laughs> for it, right? Like, oh yes, I. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh yes, yeah. Where it's like actually, as I have told you, they were not far off the edge of the forest, and if Bilbo had had the sense to see it. The tree that he had climbed, though it was tall in itself, was standing near the bottom of a wide valley. So that from its top, the tree seemed to swell up all round like the edges of a great bowl. And he could not expect to see how far the forest lasted. I'm like, ah, oh, yes. Ah, oh, rats. Yeah. So
1: again, <laughs> close, but no cigar, you know. Um,
2: no, no, no. <laughs>
1: Sorry. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Uh, but but now we're getting in tight spot because we're like
2: running out of food, right? Uh-huh. We're running out of water. We're kind of like not really knowing, you know. We're 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 out of rations, basically, right? <clears throat> so now we're they're starting to worry about oh, you know, starving or becoming dehydrated or whatever. Um, so. They're in this tight spot, and they see, you know, uh, they're they're drawn off the path by a light, right? They see something. They send Bilbo, of course, to go. <laughs> yep, yep, to go yep. Check. check it out. Right. Doesn't <laughs>
1: help that Bomber has woken up and it was telling them about his dreams of food. That really distress them. They're like, shut up. Don't hear <laughs> yeah, about was, that. We don't, that didn't go over well. <laughs> we don't have any
2: food, and so we uh, stop it. <clears throat> but they creep up and they find, like, an elven feast,
1: right? Some whimsical elven feast in the middle of a wood.
2: Uh, but then the elves, like, disappear, right? So it's kind of weird. This part's really weird. Right, like, uh, this is a very strange, like, weirdness. Like, oh, they're
1: here. Oh no, now they're gone. And then they like they repeat this process a
0: couple times. Um, it, it it really is a like. It's really strange. It, <laughs> like, you you almost kind of wonder: is this real, or is this like a a delirium induced by being starved and hungry and lost and and like or or are they actually taste it chasing these things but it it uh cuz it it is bizarre it keeps happening like throughout the night like over and over and over again
1: yeah it's really this part is really weird like it's, it's like what that? yeah it is kind of vague probably intentionally uh at this point right of like what in the world's going on what's
2: happening uh and they're just like chasing this elven f- f- beast Through the forest, right? Which
1: is bad because now we're not on the path anymore. And we were told specifically by Gandalf and Bayorn to not go off of the path ever for anything at all. So much so that when they sent Bilbo up to the top of the tree to do some scouting, they made sure it was a tree on the path. (laughs) Yes.
0: (laughs) But all that is now. Long, long, yeah, yeah this, long like, forgotten
1: food delirium has just sent them like running through the forest, like chasing this,
2: like, elvish feast thing. Uh, and that has, as you can surmise, it doesn't go well, right? Oh no, oh no, <laughs> because this. Is where the chapter gets its name from. And they find ah. apparently
1: 700 million spiders. <laughs> Gigantor
0: spiders.
1: Giant. Yes. Gigantor spiders living in the wood that uh, capture them all, right? While they're like in
2: distress or not being able to find this thing, they are swooped upon by some spiders. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah <sighs> yeah, and that's where he uh,
0: yeah because he he can't find them and he, yeah he sits down and he's like well I'll just search for them in the morning and that's where he yeah yeah <clears throat> yes
1: yeah because they stopped making little fires because it was too creepy to see all the eyes stare at them so there's like hmm, okay well we're turns out turns out the, the eyes
0: <laughs>
2: yeah <laughs> we're following you yes right But now we have some, like, very abrupt, like, character development here from Mr. Baggins. Yes. right. Yeah. He, like, all of a sudden is like, I will save the day now. Right. Kind of comes out of nowhere. Right. He, like, slays the
1: first spider. And now he's just like, all right. I'm a spider
2: killer now. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He he really, he really comes to, this is
0: where he, he names his, his dagger, right? He, yeah. He's like, well, appropriately, I will call you sting. Uh, and yeah, let's go do this. And it, it's a little, it is, a, it is quite abrupt. Like, well, just a few minutes ago, you were complaining about climbing a tree. Like, um, can we, can we remember that? And now you're here. Uh, but I
2: guess. Uh, you know, he's he's got stuff to do. Yeah. And I don't know. I was pondering this while I was reading. Like, why? Like. And it's weird to me that he's like, you know. He, <clears throat> I mean, I guess his little arc is like it, it,
1: kind of been growing because, you know, he he tried to sort of talk his way out of the situation with the trolls, right? He did talk his way out of the golem situation, right? Mm-hmm. But now uh talking not really an option with a spider. So I guess we're going to
0: stab it, right? And it's really <laughs> Sure. Yeah, and it it really is a a panic moment for him because he wakes up while he's while it's spinning its web around him, right? Like that's when he wakes up and it, it's all pure yeah. instinct at that po- at that point. And then the other aspect is he's kind of while he's in an unfamiliar situation, he's on a turf that he recognizes because it, it you know it talks this is where the chapter starts talking about how hobbits are again, really good at being quiet and stealthy especially in the wood and he had spent a lot of yeah. time in wood. And so now it's like, okay, he's kind yeah. of on a familiar plane and in all not really in his element, but he's not so far as removed of being in a damp, dark, you know, goblin cave or, um, you know, or face to face with somebody trying to eat him. Um, I mean, not yet or not, for the moment. Um, so I think it's a little bit more too of like, okay, I know how to be stealthy in the wood and, um, I need to look for my friends.
3: Yeah.
1: Right. And I think, yeah. And I think also like,
2: I don't know what it is about. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's because like, like at, at least, you know, perhaps a spider is like slightly more familiar than Mm.
1: a cave troll or a goblin. Sure. Because I'm assuming like he's seen other spiders, not like giant vanity ones, but like, but at the same time, this is also like, ah, this is something I could take on. Right. That's weird. Like (laughs) he's decided, yes, spiders, my nemesis.
0: (laughs) Right. But then, you know, it says as he drew nearer, he saw that it was made by spider webs, one behind and over entangled with another. Suddenly he saw too that there were spiders hung or sorry, spiders huge and horrible sitting in the branches above him and ring or no ring. He trembled with fear. Yeah. Like, like this is, I, you may be fine with a spider. Okay. You may be generally okay with one giant spider, but like what a, what a horrific scene to, to walk upon and see moving. And I, it just, it gives me the creeps just reading True. and thinking about it. Especially if you are a hobbit, right. And yes. not,
1: very large um so that is also <laughs> <laughs> but he does he just kind of goes all like
0: rambo here
1: yeah it's like diehard right all of yes. a sudden yeah you know, like rambo first blood right he's just like all right i'm now gonna slay every spider <laughs> yes and he, he does. does he starts like going after all right he's, he's kind of he does the like okay I'm gonna but he does he is playing two strengths right like, I'm gonna distract him and I'm gonna lure him this way and I'm gonna do this I'm gonna throw rocks because if we know anything from the old Lord of the Rings video games is that hobbits uh, have very powerful rock throwing abilities we okay. do it's a plus That's, two known
2: yeah <laughs> it's a known fact um <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, and he starts, okay. So this is, yeah, here's what the other thing I was, uh, he, he attacks them. He, like,
1: you know, saw the moment had come and he must do something. He was trying to, he found the other guys and he was going to, like, cut them loose and try to free them, right? Yeah. Um, he was throwing rocks and he, he decides, I'm going to lead some of them away. Yes. And, and distract them, right? This is his plan. So he, he, st- he has his ring on, so he's invisible and he, Throws rocks at
2: them, and he starts singing and calling them names. And yeah, you yeah, yeah yeah do this, and
1: then he they sing the song, and it said, uh, "Quite apart from the stones, no spider has ever liked being called adder cop." And Tom Naughty, of course, is insulting to anybody. <laughs> and I read that and was like, "Oh, is
0: it now?"
2: I, <laughs> I. <laughs> because uh, right,
0: right before he said that it said not very good perhaps but then you must remember that he had to make it up for himself on the spur of a very awkward moment that's true <laughs> but yes and then it's like oh these are how odd that these are that particularly to a spider uh, these are very insulting like I just <laughs> I love that like it is it's so wonderful
1: <laughs> it, it's it's so confusing that I so Upon a quick Google, first of all, if you Google cop, the first results are from The Hobbit, right? Because I think yes. this is the only time this word has ever been used in the modern lexicon. Um, it is taken from the old English dialect word that means spider, right? Coming from the root poison head. Poison I, head, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so it is
2: It is a, is a English dialect word that comes from the Old English, and it means spider. Yes. Okay.
1: Of course, Tolkien would throw that in there, right? Just like, ha ha ha.
2: Take that, sucker. I'm going to flex on you here with my Old English
0: vocabulary. Okay. Yeah. And then to add that not only is it old English probably that you know how few how few people would actually recognize this but then we're adding we're layering something onto this and saying okay this old English word that very few people know about yes this is insulting the spiders and you're like ah yeah okay <sniffs> i yeah. I, so, I now know what to yell at the ones i see scurrying about my kitchen.
1: Yeah, right? Of course. Um but then t- Tom Naughty not- <laughs> Again, I had to look that one up too because what does that mean
2: yeah <laughs> uh, it, it basically translates to dunce right dunce huh. uh, right is, yeah. is what that says and then this uh, yeah so it's like you know uh, it means like foolish or stupid right? ah. so he's basically calling him a Dummy, boom! <laughs> ah, now there you go. That's kind of what it means. So another old word, right? Uh, there you go. Oh, meaning foolish or stupid. Mm-hmm. So
1: of course nobody likes to be called f- foolish or stupid, right? Uh, especially not spiders, right?
2: Right. <laughs> <laughs> Obvious. Again, obviously. That's all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that's just, that's one of those things
1: where you're reading it, you're like, oh, that's just, you're like, Tolkien, what is, ooh, just what is slipping it? that in there on us, yeah. like, throwing <laughs> us some <laughs> weird slang, and maybe Tom Noddy was much more well-known in
0: 1937,
3: but,
1: but. I don't, I don't probably know.
0: Probably
1: <laughs> Right, probably yes. not Adderkopp. That probably no. wasn't.
0: Maybe no, Tom definitely.
1: Nutty. I don't know. Maybe they were just people just calling each other that left and right.
0: Being all rude. We it's know. all the rage. All the rage. <clears throat> yeah. All the rage. Yeah, he, yeah, he does this and he, he he loops back around uh to make his way back towards the uh spider webby nest there. Um and this is where he 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 he, 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 he thinks he's got them all out and he comes up and he Finds the, uh, the mean old fat one uh, and slow one there, fat bodied spider. And um <laughs> had thought of starting the feast while the others were away, but Mr. Baggins was in a hurry.
3: <laughs> yeah, I was like,
0: <laughs> he was like, he was in a hurry and he's, he's boom, there you go, roll, rolled off the branch dead. <laughs> and, uh, and then, yeah, he was. Sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, sorry. You're. Uh, I was just going to say, and then he doesn't know what to do quite uh, to make this to make this work, so he, uh, what's he do? Oh, he, he's trying to figure out how he's going to now get the dwarves down because if he cuts them, right, they're going to fall and probably hurt themselves quite a
2: bit.
1: Yeah. So he, yeah, he's like, okay, I don't know how, he's like, okay, I I can get them out. I don't know how to do that. (laughs) So he, he settles on just, like, cutting them out of the cocoon, right, and then they can sort of start to cut each other out, right, which I mean that's a fair
2: plan it's a pretty yes. good plan way, you can uh-huh. go faster, you can go faster that way um so that kind of works uh they do that they get they get out uh, they start <clears throat> cutting each other down um and they start running,
1: and eventually uh-huh. the spiders just stop <laughs>
0: chasing I
1: yes. i'm, like, nah, I'm yeah. not going
0: to do that anymore <laughs> it's so it's, it's and yeah they they they're running and I, and Bilbo's kind of like running back and forth trying to to play um offense and defense with them um but yeah he's basically just like run and they yeah they do yeah. just stop oh but them.
1: he did he did he did have to reveal his secret to his <laughs> compatriots
0: oh yes right
1: he had to tell them about his ring, right? Yeah. So much as he knew. He said, I'm gonna have to disappear, but you keep running. And I love,
2: like, I, love, I love that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> and so they do. And they can hear him shouting, right? Lazy lob, whatever that means. Mm-hmm. Uh, and <laughs> Which also means spider, I believe, in the Old yeah. English, right? Shelob, yeah. um, which is where Shelob's name comes from. Uh-huh, Again, uh-huh. Tolkien being
0: uh-huh. Tolkien, Tolkien-y. Um, <clears throat> yeah. And this, right? this is where they start asking him a bunch of questions too, right? About like they're tr- they're trying to figure this out. They're trying to get it under, like they're trying to understand, and and gradually the, the it, they go from asking questions about his adventure in the ring to like. What do we do next? And like what yeah, are the next steps? Right. right. Yeah. They, and Balin
1: though is vindicated. He's like, I knew you Nobody. couldn't <laughs> yeah. have snuck past me. Normally, <laughs> yes. I got the best look at.
0: <laughs> yeah. So he's he's feeling much better about himself.
1: Yes, for yeah. sure. Right. So they then they kind of start asking these questions. They start thinking about what to do next. And then uh, we're like, oh, good old Bilbo. And then all of a sudden, Dwalin looks up and goes hey, where's uh, Thorin anyway? Yeah. And then they finally take count and like, oh, that's
2: not enough dwarves. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Turns out all the way back when they were running and chasing
1: elves through the forest, uh, Thwar- Thorin, like, just fell asleep right? Bilbo had done that, right? Bomber had done that. Uh, it was Thorin's
2: turn, and then uh, nobody saw him do that, apparently. no. <laughs> and so, yeah, uh, Thorin has is... been captured by some elves. Oh, no. Right? Yes, and this is <clears throat> now we're
0: now we're transported out to get a whole nother thing right <laughs> and yeah right uh, it, it, it's it's yeah because it, we get a brief diatribe about high elves and wood elves and yeah, kind this of is, the,
1: this is important this is important similarly <laughs>
0: stuff right here right this yes is, is, is yeah because it yeah now, now it starts coming of like like the light elves, the deep elves, the sea elves, and you're like, oh, I'm sorry, what? I was just being chased
2: by spiders. Give me a minute here. Right. So your brief rundown is when the elves were awoken by the god, uh, they were already in Middle Earth,
1: right? And they were awoken in the time before the trees, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Very important because at the beginning of Tolkien's legendarium
2: there is no sun and moon yet um the world is been lit by trees yes it sounds weird Mm. but
1: they're trees (laughs) yes Uh, originally it was lamps morgoth destroyed the lamps and then there's trees and then he destroyed those too. spoiler but anyway um (laughs) that's why elves love stars so much because they awoke and that's all there was right And so the elves journeyed west. They crossed the sea into Valinor, uh, but not all of them went. And the ones that stayed became these wood elves, right? They have never left. They're kind of like, they're not as like fancy and refined as the other elves, right? As like Elrond and them, because they have never actually left Middle-earth, right? And that's kind of the... this This is how Tolkien explained how there's differences in the elf language. Right. Mm. There's two different dialects of Elvish. <laughs> and, and it's because they want, one group stayed and one group left and went to Valinor. <clears throat> and so the language has some like grammatical and syntax differences
2: because of this. It's very insane when you think about it like that. But yeah, that's... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> captured right,
1: and uh, th- this is where you found out that it actually was elves. Okay, they were not hallucinating elves in the forest mm-hmm. because they were like, "Why did you attack my people?" And he's like, "What are you talking about? I didn't yes. attack
3: anybody."
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yep.
1: Basically, Poor he's Thor. like, "Look at me. Who am I going to attack? No one. What are you talking about?" Come <laughs> mm-hmm. on.
0: Yeah, yeah. But this we find out Thorn is in a dungeon. Uh in a cave dwelling, basically at the edge of the forest, uh being interrogated by the elven king,
3: yeah, yeah.
1: <clears throat> so you could say a second instance of out of the frying pan into the fire, oh, ah. I'm sorry, I mean escaping goblins to be caught by wolves, of course, <laughs> I meant to say, yes, obviously, I mean you as <laughs> everyone does,
0: yes, yes, <laughs> ah, yes. Uh, I mean, it gets a little. It only gets testy whenever the Elven King's like, "Yeah, but why were you in my wood?" and Thorin and, and Thorin got angry because he doesn't want to tell him that he's on his quest for gold, right? And what he's doing. Um.
1: Yeah, yeah, you don't want to. <laughs> didn't want to bring that part up, right? He gets a little. They get. They is this the part where they kind of? Yeah, they start kind of. They kind of uh, hint at. Uh, the dislike between elves and dwarves here mm-hmm. a little bit right is that here or is that in the next little bit here
0: okay. oh, yeah. um, I
2: can't think. I think well I uh, hold on I'm trying to think if it is here but Take I think me. it just talks about kind of the differences between them yeah
0: oh no no it does talk oh, about no, the old the coral next... it does talk yeah. about the old coral yeah yeah Um. So we get yeah, a little... oh because um yeah uh, in ancient days they had had wars with some of the dwarves whom yeah. had, they had accused of stealing their treasure and it's, it is only fair to say that the dwarves gave a different account right That's very different <laughs> yes very different but
1: all the same Thorin is very upset because his group of dwarves right Durins folk not involved in this little kerfuffle at all at all so yes. this happened very far away right uh, Norgorod or whatever is very far away from the Lonely Mountain where the Durin's folk was living. So Thorin's like, it's not even my group of dwarves. So what are you so grumpy about? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Basically, the rundown here, deep lore lesson, last one for today. Uh, (laughs) A long time ago in the first age, right? Uh, The the king, one of the kings of the elves, had the dwarves make him a necklace.
2: Right? Like a Mm. real nice little... Like a necklace, um, and it <clears throat> oh, excuse me, uh, it later uh, became attached to the
1: uh, one of the Silmarils, right? So, mm. Finrod, obviously, because all elves in the first age their names start with F for some reason, uh, Finrod had them make this necklace, right? He was friends with the dwarves, and they made it for him, right? And he treasured it, and he learned he loved the dwarves, right? He lived under a mountain, and he built his fortress under a mountain. He advised, he was like took advice from the dwarves and whatever. And so they uh, <clears throat> made him this necklace, right? Well, the, the, the mountain gets invaded by a dragon, you know, as mountains do, apparently. Um,
2: and uh, later on, somebody takes the necklace out, okay? Um, and then it ends up in Doriath uh, with the other with King Thingle,
1: and he has one of these Silmarils which is like the power thing in the first age right that like everybody is lusting over it's like way worse than the ring right it's terrible um, so he has it and he has it set into this necklace it's called the Naglomir because of course it is Tolkien. Why would you not
2: call it that? Sounds good. It does sound good.
1: Right. <laughs> so then right.
2: Now the dwarves are like, yo, Fingle. We didn't make that necklace for you. So
1: uh it's ours actually now.
2: Mm.
1: Because the Silmaril corrupts everyone. And the dwarves who like shiny things were corrupted very easily. And wanted the shiny thing. And then there was a whole kerfuffle about owning this necklace, basically. Um, And that's why the elves and dwarves were testy with each other. It's because they had a big fight over a big shiny necklace. (laughs)
0: Boom. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. (laughs) Look at at it. That's the very
2: short version. But that's why they're grumpy with each other. (laughs) Uh. shiny magical necklaces make people angry at each other, right? Well, we get... The, well, that,
0: that, that you know, that that uh, same... Uh, that theme a, will be revisited th- yes, here. Yes, <laughs> yes. It will be revisited very shortly. Um, um, For sure. Right. That's why the... Uh,
1: yeah,
2: yeah. There you go.
1: Anyway, Dungeons
2: of the Elves, right? Uh, because Bilbo and the rest of them also get captured by elves. Well, when I say Bilbo... Just kidding. <laughs> just haha. Yes. Uh-huh.
1: Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Starts doing his sneaky thing, right? Yeah. Th- so, this
0: next chapter, chapter nine, barrels yeah. out of bond is. Oh, I mean, this is yet another kind of weird vamping chapter for sure. To just personally, because right? this one we sit, mm-hmm. right? We sit for a little bit, and then there's a lot of action right at the very end.
1: <laughs> so now we are trapped in the halls of the wood elf king right and this is kind of weird that bilbo is just sort of like existing invisibly for what appears to be a very large amount of
0: time <laughs> yes that this is a very weird chapter you get again because like not a whole lot happens and this is purely a character development or like deepening or strengthening of self-resolve for Bilbo
2: I guess yeah I think that's he is that's a good way to think about it right <clears throat> yeah because it's just like him existing kind of
1: problem solving and like there's a whole lot of time spent thinking about like okay how do we get out of this one <laughs> and so he's just sort of yeah. like exploring the whole place before he does it. this is very much how like you play a video game, right? Like, he's not really doing right. anything. He's just, like, going around and, like, checking stuff out. Check this door. Right? Like, this yes. is how this is how you play yes. Skyrim, right? You're like, oh, what's behind this door? Okay, cool. All right. Okay. What's over right. here? Okay. <laughs> cool. All right. Just sort of, like, getting the lay of the yes. land and, like, coming up with something, like, not really doing anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what it made me think about. Like, he's, he's playing a video game right now. He's just sort
0: of wandering around getting some snacks every once in a while, stealing some food, right? Uh, <laughs> that he felt bad about, like he felt bad about having to do that, needing to do that. But also he didn't want to like leave. Cause he was really, really worried about being able to get back in through the doors. Uh, I mean, that's yeah, fair. Yeah. yeah like <laughs> <laughs> he didn't know, but he did like, but he would leave every now and then he'd follow like the hunting parties and stuff every now and then. And guess like, I don't know, you know, He just did it, I guess, because he was bored, or trying to see where they would go, or because for a while, I guess, I think he was trying to figure out like where they were, and then he was like, "I'm kind of worried about getting lost. I'm going to go back." (laughs) Yeah, I think that's kind of what it
1: feels like, right? He like goes out to see, like, is this a viable way out? Not really, (laughs) right? Like,
2: so yeah, I think I feel like it's just him kind of exploring the grounds and trying to figure out how are we going to get out of this, right? And
1: uh, eventually he does go in and start to also they he all of the dwarves are together except for Thorin. Like they don't know where Thorin is still, which is also kind of weird. And I mean, probably pretty bad for the dwarves, right? Like they don't know where Thorin is. So even though Bilbo kind of like shows up to talk to some of the other dwarves, like they still don't know that Thorin is here, you know? He's like out somewhere else. And eventually, like, again, it's, it feels like a very long time. Uh, they find him. Right. And he's like very surprised. He's like, holy cow. Bilbo! here.
2: Get over as usual.
0: Well, yeah, because I mean, I think a couple times within this chapter, they the the phrase like after a week or two, like after a week or two, like you get the sense that this is going on for a very long time.
2: Yeah, they're they're very they're stopped and detained for a long time, which is crazy, right? Like it's really weird. But then Bilbo comes up with quite possibly the strangest plan of all plans, right? Like and it's a kind of like just sort of a happenstance thing, Mm -hmm. right? Like he in all of his exploring, he found this like trapdoor thing. Right. And sort of deduced what it was for and was like, all right, that's how we're
1: getting out. Right. And he decides that they're going to stuff themselves in wine barrels and be uh out of the floor. Right. Yep. And so before we go on, we need to talk about what a horrible system this is. This is the least efficient <laughs> method I've ever heard of in my entire life. Right. I don't know if this has, like, a basis in historical accuracy, or if Tolkien was just like, hey, this would be funny, but, like, here's the plan, listeners, okay? So, the elves, right, they take all of their wine barrels,
2: or whatever, any barrels, because all the stuff comes in barrels, I guess, and they just fling it into the river when they're done with Mm -hmm. it. And camped downstream, I guess, permanently, is
1: a place where people just fish barrels out of the river right there's no telling when it's going to happen because there's no like
2: indication that there's barrels coming so you just have to sit by a river forever and just wait for barrels to come and
1: they might not even come or they could get stuck like Bill's barrel i mean like, jump ahead a little bit their barrels almost got
0: stuck on like a sandbar thing right so like th- this is a terrible system <laughs> It is very would, very inefficient, right? But you would
1: think the elves could do better than, than just wing stuff into the river and hope somebody finds it later. like this is this is pretty terrible
0: wood elves I gotta say, this is not. but I guess then I, just, I was like, well, you know, if they are just like, if there's just that much flow of goods and commerce between them in the lake town I guess you, you know one could surmise that maybe like it, it makes it worth it because then they're not having to physically transport them down but then That's like, true. what a weird job guess, to just be camped out on a riverbank being like hey yeah, yo there's barrels barrel there catcher." Yeah.
1: yeah and so like again I guess if this is a big trade you could guess like this is happening every couple days yeah right but you're waiting around every couple days for just like A shipment of barrels. (laughs) So maybe they're doing other maybe these people at this outpost have like other things to do. I would hope so. Right. We don't really know because they don't like Bilbo doesn't stick around. Dan Bilbo doesn't know. And uh, you know, maybe Tolkien knows, but maybe it's in one of those letters he wrote. I don't know. But yeah, this just seems like a really I just wanted to state that I feel this is a supremely inefficient method
0: of trade. Right, I feel like there, there, your your complaint is is noted. Uh,
3: noted. All right, we'll take it up. Yeah.
0: Okay,
2: good deal. <laughs> all right. Anyway, back back to the plan. Yeah. So after right? after he comes up with this, uh, he
0: it, it, even he so he has this idea, right? But then he like even in a more fortuitous or is it event like. He, the the timing of this is also very just like go 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 yeah right it's a little deus ex
1: machina right they're like what i just came up with this plan to
2: escape just so happens there's a party tonight right ah <laughs> uh, ah uh... uh, but anyway um <clears throat> you know i did like
1: the part where bilbo just like shows like he kind of plans this whole thing out and he doesn't really bother telling anybody else. It doesn't really feel like, cause he shows up and he's like, come on, let's go follow me. Yep. And they're just like, where? And he's like, yes. this <laughs> way." <laughs> so, and I, I like, again, like, I, I think these two chapters sort of, they are a big Bilbo kind of like arc of like self discovery. And there's a lot of growth for Bilbo personally mm-hmm. in these chapters. Because it, they get down there and the dwarves are like, I'm not going to these barrels. And he just looks at him and goes, fine, you can go sit in your cell and wait for another opportunity. Good luck. It's great. I'm going. Like,
0: <laughs> Very well done, right? It's very like, oh, okay.
1: <laughs> and I feel like earlier Bilbo would not have said that,
0: uh-huh. right?
1: Like he's already been through some real weird stuff and he's like, I don't want to be in this stinking thing anymore. Let's go. <laughs> You got a better plan, come up with it, or you can go stay here. I really I think that sort of interaction really kind of showcases just how much Bilbo has grown kind of already. Yeah. Kind of like his character development as a bit more confident about his ability to be in the outside world, right? Maybe maybe it was the slaying of the spiders that has bolstered
0: this newfound confidence. I, mean, I, right? I think a little bit is also he's a bit um he's a bit tired of being where he is. And he, I think just for him personally, he's also in the, in the mindset of like, we're like, like, this is what's happening. Like, I'm not staying here anymore. Like, and we need to do this and we just need to get out of here. <clears throat> yeah.
1: Cause it, it mentions, uh, here. And then a little, like a little earlier, kind of the last chapter too. two, it alluded to like, he doesn't like this, like being trapped underground thing. Yeah. Right. He's not really a fan. And the, the text even kind of goes out of the way to say, like, now you you may think that's a weird thing for a hobbit to say because they, like, live underground. But, like, it's a house right? with, like, stuff <laughs> and snacks and a fireplace and windows uh-huh. and comfort comfortable things. And he's trapped in this, like, dingy cave, hiding out, you know, in these, like, random alcoves all day long, trying to not be bumped into. By, yeah, I think he's like on edge. He's like real tense. He wants this, he sees a way out and he's like, let's go.
0: (laughs) He really is. (laughs) But
1: yeah, but it is an interesting distinction that Bilbo is a hobbit who lives in a hole in the ground. That's what it says. But he does not really like being underground that Uh much. Right. Um, Possibly because all of his experiences underground in this book have been horrible. And so
0: he's just like super over it. Right. Like, Yeah, so far, all of the times he has been underground, nothing like his hobbit hole. And he is really not happy yeah. at all.
1: Yes. or And the the forest like felt <laughs> oppressive as if he were underground. It makes that sort of connection here. So we've learned that Bilbo does not really like being underground, which is a problem because his end goal is under a mountain. So uh, we'll see how that plays <laughs> out for him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right we'll see if it addresses that you know in more uh, detail uh, later Maybe, wow. mayhaps
0: mayhaps,
2: mayhaps. <clears throat> uh, but anyway uh, he convinces them after the guard
1: sneak some like super wine right they're like oh just take it. they're like the guards are wasted they fall asleep and they're this is the chance they're away <clears throat> right I do like this other part where Bilbo has this big elaborate plan and he's like got it all planned out and they've gotten different barrels over on the trap door and they've got all the dwarves in there and he's packed them in carefully and he's even put some like straw and other stuff so they don't bump their heads and he gets the last one sealed and he looks at them and he goes oh wait
2: where's Mm -hmm. my (laughs) (laughs) oh it's (laughs) wonderful it's I feel like this is me Right. This yeah. is how I do
0: it. <laughs> yeah. You get like this is amazing, you're going great, and then all of a sudden you are like, "Oh yeah, huh?" There is also like one very obvious thing that's not,
2: not here. Yeah, my thing. <laughs> oh, it's for me. <laughs> oh, I was trying to find exactly with um, um. where he where, where like because in the book there is a very it it, it it presents that um.
0: Where it's like, now, like, you may have already realized Bilbo's mistake or something. Like, that. I was trying to find that language in the book. Because it is, uh, yeah, it's like, da, 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 da. oh, yes. um, uh, Most likely, you saw it coming. <laughs> it was at just this moment that suddenly yes, discovered go. the weak point in his plan. Most likely, you saw it some time ago and have been laughing at him. But I don't suppose you would have done half as well yourselves in his place. Of course, he was not in a barrel himself. <laughs> Nor was yes. there anyone to He's pack like, him in one.
2: <laughs> it's great it's, it's great I, again, I'm just like yes <laughs> I love that yeah it's hilarious right and I, I
1: just feel like that's a very relatable moment right because I think we've all done that like in some capacity right you like are getting you know like serving dinner or something and you bring like everybody's drink and then you sit down and you go
2: oh (laughs) wait there's something missing here (laughs) and so Bilbo just
1: decides well they're closing the gate there's nothing for it uh I hope I can grab one of these suckers and he just Uh leaps into the river (laughs) which also is a big moment of growth right because this is not thought through right we're sort of just hoping things go okay um but it also speaks to how much he doesn't want to be here anymore and he doesn't want the he's also worried about the dwarves right this whole time like he's hanging on to a barrel right he's like almost drowning and he is also just like worried about them which is also a very interesting character trait here right <clears throat> you get a lot of that like oh i was hoping that they were quite all right hope that there wasn't too much water in their barrels you know that kind of thing so that that's also kind of just like his personality coming through where he is He's still playing that consummate host mm-hmm. that he was in the beginning, right? Like, even though there's all these weird dwarves in his house, he doesn't want them there. He wants to make sure they have enough food and to drink yeah. and stuff. And so now, even though, in like a weird twist, he's like, even though he's floating down some raging river, like holding on to a barrel, he's still worried about. The other people
0: and hoping that they're okay, even though he is in a horribly precarious situation. <laughs> yeah, as he's tumbling along, he's saying, "I, I do hope I put the lids on tight." People wondered what the dwarves were feeling and whether a lot of water was getting to their tubs. And meanwhile, he's hanging on to the exterior of a tub, uh, being banged around and half drowning himself and being very cold as well. And it's yeah, it's you're right that that consummate host somebody who's who's always worried about the, the well-being of others, in spite of themselves. Yeah, right. Now, he sort of makes up
1: for it. Whenever they do, like, they get down there, they finally, they they are collected by the aforementioned
2: barrel collector people, right? Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> but, like, he, he, like,
1: while all the dwarves had to be stuck still in their barrels as things move on, he is now free to like sneak away and steal more snacks, right? This is his thing. Like, he's kind of the problem is he's wet and his sneaking is impaired by his wetness mm-hmm. because he's leaving like wet footprints on things <laughs> when he's walking around. And so he's having to try to get by a fire, but he can't be too close because people will see him. And like, there's a very nerve wracking part here. He's like very on edge still. He tries to find a place to sleep even though it's like freezing because he's soaked because he's been, you know, in the water for a very long amount of time. (laughs) So It's like a very weird juxtaposition because like the people down here are like having a good time and they're cooking and stuff. And he has to like be miserable and like sneak off into the woods and do whatever. And although the dwarves have it worse because they're. Stuck in the barrel <laughs> <laughs> overnight.
0: Yes, and he's kind of getting sick too, right? That's the other thing of, uh, of he's, uh, yeah, he's
2: dripping, but he, yeah, because he was out in the night all cold, right? Yeah, oh yeah, because he's yeah, it's cold. Yeah, this is the thing that your
1: grandparents warned you about: out wet in the cold. Bilbo's caught himself a sniffle, and so that makes sneaking even harder uh because he even mm. like woke
2: himself up by sneezing right like <laughs> so <clears throat> that's that's kind
1: of where we are and it the chapter even ends on that little bit of tension right because you know they had escaped the dungeons of the king and were through the wood but whether alive or dead still remains to be seen because the i mean the dwarves are still in the barrel so he doesn't actually know if they all made it <laughs> right that, which is kind of a crazy thing so he has
0: that to worry yeah. about also yes yes we have to open them uh, to see uh, and but, but yeah it's again this chapter is is very much just from my opinion just it's purely about character development for Bilbo and and obviously it does other things as well it it, it exposes us it introduces us to some characters who will come into play later Um True. Okay the 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 rivalries or the the histories between certain people groups, uh, which comes up to play later, and um, yeah, <laughs> but, <laughs> but 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 really, from my perspective, it's just about like this confidence, this newfound confidence, this leadership, this like, n- like this. Uh, it just has to be done, kind of thing that, that Bilbo is learning about himself uh, along the way.
1: Yeah, right. Like, and I feel like. I feel like this is uh, a little bit... Uh, even though Tolkien, of course, never has self-insert moments.
2: Right. Never. No. Ever.
1: This is, like, a very, like, British attitude to have about things. hmm Right? Like, the, like, well, this really sucks. All right, carry on. Like, was, <laughs> yeah, you know, this, like, very, like...
0: Fucky, stiff upper, stiff upper lip, right kind, kind of thing. Upper lip,
1: there you go. That's a very good way to put it about it, right? You just think about those like keep calm and carry on signs, right? Like the world is going crazy, the bombs are falling. Please be calm. Uh, like it's a very, like I feel like sometimes in this moment, like Bilbo is
0: James May, right? That's kind <laughs> of what it feels like. <laughs> not, you know, not too it's, far off. No, not really. <laughs> Yeah, just kind of plucking along.
1: Yeah, just like, well, we're just going to get on with it, right? Can't be bothered. This is terrible. No, we have to get on because we're not going to stop here. We don't want to sit on the side of this bank. We don't want to be stuck in this cave. We don't want to be eaten by spiders. We don't want to be, you know, whatever. Like, well, just go for it. So, like, this is very, like, I think this is very, like Tolkien, just sort of attitude, right? Just like, yep, going to keep going. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. We come to the end of chapter nine.
0: And On to a warm welcome, indeed, which is like, oh, indeed, indeed. Chapter ten. Yes. Yeah. So
3: there you go.
1: These ones are short too, so that'll be nice. I feel like the last two were a—they're like a bit too long, mm. right? Because, like you said, it is like a lot of development and a lot of like internal things, but they're also just like kind of long chapters. <laughs> like They do go on a bit, for sure. They do go on a bit. So, uh, <laughs> there you go. I just want to say that, too. Like, it's a little bit draggy <laughs> at some points, but it's all good. We have had some growth, so we will see how the growth plays out uh, in the future. Like, What will this newfound Bilbo be able to accomplish, right? Will he yeah. be able to rise above and keep his
0: stiff upper lip <laughs> in Indeed, we will. Dun da, da. Dun. <laughs> Oh, that's good. That's good. Okay. Well, yeah. There you go. Until until next time. Until next time. Bye. Love you. <laughs> Love you too. Bye. Bye.